<laughs> you got a big uh, medicine ball or something? What people don't yeah. know is about 12 dicks underneath there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. 2020, you accept me. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. <laughs> I just... Uh, it's super uncomfortable. All right, it's like so uh, laying on a bed of needles, except that bed of needles is a bunch of hard dicks. Ugh. Oh, nice. <laughs> and we are live. so freaking bad wrestle me welcome everybody to juice pro wrestling episode 101 101 proof 101 proof with juice himself which is myself and threatened today is bruiser Bodie. what's going on hey yo what's going on y'all what's up and we also have a very special guest so if you guys are out there and you listen to the jp dub podcast uh you heard this man on our latest episode, episode four, Gruesome Recollections, which you can check out on all podcasting platforms and at jpdub.com. Uh, if you ever listen to any underground metal and you are very familiar with the band Cryptopsy, you've heard him on albums such as And Then You'll Beg and Whisper Supremacy, and you will be hearing him on the latest album from Mercurian, uh, the debut album, I believe, uh, Come Forth to Me, which drops this Friday, April 10th. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mike DeSalvo. Mike DeSalvo. Yeah. Awesome. To what do I owe this pleasure? <laughs> this, this pleasure and this pain. <laughs> Mike, glad to have you on Juice Pro, man. I had a blast with you um, on the JP Dub. And, you know, we were talking about your career in music. And uh, afterwards, you know, we kind of talked. And you, back in the day, were a big wrestling fan, man. So I, I was really stoked to get you on here because I like bringing people in to the fold, uh, especially from the metal community. You know, um, it's pretty outrageous right now. We got three motherfucking metal dudes right here. <laughs> Bodie representing sexual atrocities, myself, handsome prick, and, of course, you with a Curian. Uh, pretty fucking badass. Uh, all sitting down and then threatened with his fucking dave matthews band god damn it there you go i love dave <laughs> everybody i love dave oh god did you just right. call him dave manson <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's his new name that's his gimmick name nice <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool to have these moments um you know when i first started the show i wanted we were reaching a boom time in professional wrestling again where we uh companies like aew were getting ready to pop up and impact wrestling and ring of honor and uh, all these different companies with awesome talent and bringing back kind of the old school vibe of like when it was cool to fucking like wrestling. You know, a lot of us really got into it when we were kids. Um, somehow I got fucked up and I think Bodie did too. We never oh, stopped yeah. watching it. So we stuck <laughs> with it through the, the thick yeah. and the shit, you know. Um, but it's cool because now there is such an awesome time in wrestling and I like to get people somewhat uh, reacclimated to it. You know, and uh, that may or may not happen with you. Um, I think there is definitely uh, wrestling these days is like craft beer, man. Uh, there's there's something for everybody. So, you know, you got to drink it up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but um, let's just fucking start off. So we talked on the JP double. But you're from the Boston area. Um, take us back to when a young Mike DeSalvo first witnessed uh, and found professional wrestling. 
and what kind of enthralled you and what characters you were into and just give us the whole fucking story, brother. <laughs> That's a long one. Um, no, you know, my mother used to watch it. Uh, I think it used to be on like a Saturday, Saturday matinee kind of, kind of show. And it was back, it was the WWF, of course. And, um, uh, it was, you know, Bruno Sammartino, it was Ivan Putski, it was, oh, yeah. you know, Larry Zabisco, it was you know, Bob Backlund, right, you know, before he, you know, I was trying to think about this, actually, I was thinking about Bob Backlund and who he had, because I, I remember seeing him win the championship, and I was trying to think if it was Billy Graham, maybe, uh, I don't know. I think he did, was. he did, because Billy took it from Bruno, I believe. Is that yeah. what it was? Okay, so so yeah, because I remember I remember him winning it. I think, and if if I recall, it was like some one of these uh, Madison Square Garden shows. It was once in a while they would have uh, this televised. We catch it. I, I want to say maybe once a month they would have the shit on. And um, my mother was a huge wrestling fan back in the day. This is back when like uh, Vince McMahon was just literally he was he was the guy he was the announcer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was, and, I don't, and honestly, I don't remember him having those fucking arms like that either. Like I remember. Oh him, yeah. You know, just the after guy with some old guy, and um, yeah. So, I, so this was this was early, early, early on in my uh, fuck, dude. I must have been, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years old. And then it just carried on through. Uh, you know, I used to buy the wrestling magazines. I had fuck. Uh, we, I know we were talking about last time, but Wrestling Insider, and I couldn't even tell you the names of them. But Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yes, this one. And I had, uh, I don't know, I had easy 50, 50 magazines. I whatever I get for uh for cleaning the house cleaning the dishes any of that shit i'd yeah. get some shit bag allowance and yeah. <laughs> that's a buck that i'd get i'd save up and then go buy some wrestling magazines and shit so, yeah. so i was really heavy, heavy uh heavy into it uh when i was a kid uh, no yeah. doubt about it we used to go to the wrestling matches uh in uh at the boston garden uh every uh every month they would come and we'd go uh we'd go see them it'd be typically it'd be my mother and myself and then it would be you know, like I get to bring a friend with me or uh, or my mother would bring a friend and her son. And so, you know, we were going on average six to eight times a year easy. Uh, once a month, they would, they would come come to the Boston Garden. A lot of crazy stories about those uh, wrestling matches. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty intense. Uh, I've seen some some great matches and I've seen some real assholes wrestling <laughs> that way. Assholes, man! Oh, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. The, the stories, like uh, you, know, you, you. Some of these guys took that, took that bad guy image, and um, and and carried it very yeah. well out of the uh, out of the ring. You know, who's one in particular um, that comes to mind for you? Oh, King Kong Bundy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Asshole, man! Oh my god, <laughs> this guy. And I, you know, and honestly, I used to be a fan of this guy. Like you know, I loved the, I loved the fact that he was an asshole. Actually, you know, that was that was actually one of the one of the appealing pieces to him. Um, but after the match had happened, we used to go out and you know, so they'd have like a couple of like uh, bullshit matches in between before, like uh, you know, match with Hulk Hogan against whoever he was fighting. Mm. And um, so King Kong Bunny. So in in the at the Boston. Um, uh, uh, at the Boston Garden, the old Boston Garden, used to have this area where we come out and they would walk from the backstage and they would walk in front of, you know, they nobody would, like, there was nothing to cordon anyone off. It was just like everyone moved out of the way and they'd walk through and then go to an area where their cars were, you know? And um, so you used to see everyone come through there. Some guys would stop and sign autographs. Other guys would just blow through. And King Kong Bunny walks through. And as he's walking through, people are like, hey, man, they're taking him on his back and he's turning around. Get your fucking hands off me, you <laughs> <laughs> and all this kind of shit, right? So there's a kid next to me, 
And he goes, all right, man, uh, I love you, King Kong's buddy. He turns around, he looks at him, and he says, square fucking tip. This kid was like, I don't know, maybe 14 years old, 13, 12, whatever he was. And he looks at him, he says, you fucking asshole. He calls the kid, right? So I was like, oh, my God. Like, holy shit. Like, uh, you know, this is a guy that I really loved. And uh, now he's just called this kid an asshole. He goes up a little further, and some little kid, and uh, this kid was like, I don't know. I want to say eight to ten years old, young, and he comes up and he hits him on the, you know, hits him on the arm. He's like, "Kick on, buddy. I love you. Love you, man." And he turns around and he fucking spits in the kid's face. I shit you not. Oh, no exaggeration. God. No bullshit. He spits in his face. The father fucking jumps on him, like jumps on this fucking four hundred and fifty pound guy, <laughs> and he fucking swaps him off like a, like a, like a and then oh, then everyone comes in and they whoop, they shuffle him along, get him out of there. I was just like, I just remember looking at my mother and being like, wow, like, I, I hate this guy now. Like, I'm <laughs> <done>. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. And that's a true story. He, uh, yeah, that was that was probably the worst of the, you know, the the the, the pile of shit that uh, that I was walking through there. Most of the time, honestly, almost all the guys were cool. A um, couple times I saw Demolition walk through there and they weren't too friendly. Uh, Hulk Hogan was not friendly. Um, you know, I don't know. I've seen Hulk Hogan. Actually, one of the times we were sitting there, we were watching Hulk Hogan uh, in the back. They used to have like you know these these drapes that would cover cover the doorway, and yeah. these two like hookers basically came came walking in. They allowed these two hookers in, and then you know everyone's like, "Look, where are they going?" And you know he's <laughs> and Hulk Hogan, yeah, Hulk Hogan, exactly. Uh-huh. He's up with two chicks, he's like hanging out with them, like too funny. <laughs> That's yeah. great, man. I uh, you know I've heard a lot of stories about Bundy back in the day. Um, I think from like Jimmy Hart and other guys about he got he did get a lot of heat. Um, there yeah. were people like trying to fucking stab him and shoot him and shit. Like a Jeez. lot of those dudes that really played the role of the heel back in the day. Another guy like that um, who is a very imposing and intimidating and albeit well respected figure. And we were just you know talking about him earlier, and he's no longer with us. Uh, is Bruiser Brody? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what a fucking polarizing figure i mean you either liked him or you fucking hated him you know True. and you hate and you you hated him because you didn't like just hate him you hate him because you were fucking scared of him you know like he's a big bastard man did you ever you, see him wrestle back in the day i think so i'm pretty sure i have uh seen him seen him wrestle at uh, at some point yeah um i because I, I remember how big this guy is for sure like he was he was a fucking giant i remember he's real tall real big boy um try to think of who else uh Another guy that wasn't very kind was Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, oh, when yeah. he... The beast from the east, Asbury Park, man. Come yeah, on. He is. He's a Jersey boy, huh? Yeah. Anybody got some no. cocaine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have did that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he wasn't too kind uh, either. But but I, I used to, I, I loved that shit. I mean, that was, you know, that was a highlight was like, not, not even going to watch the wrestle matches just to see which which guy was going to be a nice guy, which guy was going to be a dick walking out. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's cool when you meet these guys. Um, I it's so weird. Um, because I never had a chance to do that when I was younger to really meet them, you know. And now that I start doing the show and getting involved with everybody, you get to meet and talk to the guys now. And I would say ninety nine percent of them are accessible and they're cool. Whereas yeah. back back in the day, it was like, dude, it was like a badge of honor, like a club you had to get in. You you had to be like one of the boys or really close with somebody. You couldn't just be some fucking jabron and walk up like, hey, can you come in? You know, it was like, get the fuck out of here. Like you said, <laughs> you know, whereas nowadays it's, you know, I've been in locker rooms and stuff and it's 
uh, I'll admit, like the first time I ever went to one, this is the first time I've ever said this. I don't ever think I even told Sretton this. It was, uh, it was intimidating. And not because, I mean, whatever, I've been in scraps. If someone was going to do something, fuck it, you know. But uh, it was just, it was weird because all the stories I've heard about it being a tight-knit, like, community and, like, you had to be, like I said, you had to be somebody to fucking be in there, you know. And uh, so, like, the first time I ever went to one, I was just in there and I was, I think I was just more frightened just to be in the locker room because I've never, it's something I've never done, you know. It was it was fucking weird. And here I am looking at guys that I used to watch wrestle as a kid and along with, you know, some of the current crop of superstars that are awesome. And it was just this weird feeling that came over me, man, like, Wow, this is fucking awesome! <laughs> but I hope yeah, I don't. Were they all welcoming? It was, yeah, it was. It, they were very welcoming, and I, I was more me putting the weight on my shoulders. Like, man, I hope I don't fuck this up or say the <laughs> wrong thing, you know? Like, because it, it, like I said, it's like that fucking brotherhood, that click, man. And I still think, even in today's um, wrestling climate, like it, it maybe it is like that in some locker rooms. I don't know. I've yet to be in one that is really just like, Hey, where people like get the fuck out of here, you know? Um, especially where we go to a lot of shows, um, in the Chicago scene, it's, and if we get backstage with, uh, a lot of these promotions, it, it's, they're very welcoming. And, and a lot of these guys we know and we've had on the show and it's just like, Hey juice, what's going on? It's cool. You know, it's fucking cool. But it's like the young wrestling fan of me is like going in there and just like, just marking out yeah you know marking out like you know trying to trying to be cool (laughs) well if you're back there you're back there for a reason you know like just not no jabroni is gonna walk back there they'll know a jabroni from a you know a real real dude so yeah you know if you just wander back you're not supposed to be back there someone will say something but like uh promoter brings you back there like steve from warrior brings you back there you know all the boys will be like oh yeah these dudes are cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, we're not yeah, fucking. Yeah. You're rounded not, enough to know. Yeah, 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 and we're helping promote these guys and do a lot of that shit. You know, like being a part of it, um, and that's what's been really cool about this show is to get that opportunity to do that. Because, um, I mean, as both you guys know, it's uh, throughout playing all over with the bands and shit. I mean, and you know how tight the metal community is, um, and when you get your bros, man, they're your diehards. They're with you till the end. You know, at least the good ones. Um, and it's becoming the same thing with professional wrestling in a mm-hmm. lot of these locker rooms and with these promoters, man, like just some really solid motherfuckers, man, some really good people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely. I've liking that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, definitely with the music, too. You know, um, Mike, I'm sure you know this, too, and uh, going through and playing shows all over the place. It is tight, uh, tight brotherhood. Absolutely. Um, just even with the fans and promoters, the bands themselves, it's like a family and like all those huge fests, like that we all play at, it's like a huge family gathering. So, yeah. you know, it really correlates to the wrestling world pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you there for the, uh, especially the big festivals when everyone's out, you know, out in the back of the, the, the stage and everyone's drinking and the camaraderie level is just through the roof. Yeah, really cool. Met a lot of fucking cool people that way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. But I, I liken that. I bet I, you know. I bet it's the same way. Like you were saying when you walk in, Justin. When you were saying you walk into, uh, um, you know, the backstage with these guys. I bet it's the same way for these kids who come in to a show. And if they actually get to come backstage and hang out, I bet they're like, oh, I better not fuck this up. Or, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and there, there's still you know? times like that when you know, say I'm with uh, 
I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. When we played with um, Doyle, which actually today, I think it was like three years ago today, um, it, it was Doyle from the Misfits. It was weird. Like, I walked in beforehand, and he's just fucking pumping iron. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is fucking, you know, I don't want to be a mark, but I am a mark. I'm like, dude, it's, it's fucking Doyle. You, you, wouldn't, you know, I just wanted to play it cool. So I just, I, I sucked it up, went up to him and said, hey, man, you know, I, I caught you guys, OG Misfits uh, in Chicago. Like, thanks for coming out and doing that shit, man. And he's like, oh, hey, no problem. Thanks for coming out. And then that was it, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know. But then again, I'm like walking off and kind of being a mark, like trying to get screenshots of them fucking lifting and shit. <laughs> but, I, you, you know, I try not to be that guy. And, and not that there's anything wrong with it because, I mean, you know, everybody's got their false idols that they love. Uh-huh. Right, everyone should be approachable. And let's face it, it's fucking metal, man. If you're not approachable and yeah. metal, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> you know, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you 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 absolutely have to be an approachable guy. And there I've I've met some wonderful people, and I have met some people who have been less approachable. And uh, I always question, I'm like, you know, really, what uh, what what, what you know, climbed up your ass to 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 not make you uh, accessible to to whoever the fuck wants to come up and talk to you, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, humility goes a long way, and especially in metal, you have to have it. If you don't have it, you don't deserve to be there. It's yeah, and it's the same way in the wrestling business, man. I mean, you're some fucking guy who thinks he's the shit because you got, let's say, one decent booking in the area, and yeah. then, uh, you, you know, you you get booked somewhere else in in the same area, and then you, you're in the locker room and you're just acting like you're, oh well, I work so and so, and blah blah blah, and just like no humbleness, like just a piece of shit. Good luck getting the fucking job getting booked again right. and there's right. been guys like that like there's no need for it because like you said humility goes a long way dude and that's how you network with people that's how you gain more attention that's why fans want to buy your fucking merchandise like if you're accessible i mean that that's amazing you know and in this day and age where everybody really is so readily accessible it's it's fucking awesome and for people like us that do the music and you know and the wrestlers and everything it's Dude, it's the ability to fucking print money, man. It, just be a good fucking dude or or good girl. Be a good guy now. And, uh, <laughs> and you can fucking sell your shit, man. Just be real, you know? Totally. Yeah, yep. It's like with uh, bands, too. Like, we're, you know, we play shows or fests. We're always by our merch table. We're not, like, hiding out somewhere, you know? Oh, no. Personally, me, I want to meet all these fans that buy our stuff that support us because without them – you know, we would be nothing. Um, Absolutely. And where I came from, I was a fan first, you know, and I now I play music that I love, that I grew up listening to and everything like that. And of course, I want to make myself accessible. I don't want to be a prick to these people, you know. They pay good money, good hard-earned money to support our, you know, what we do and play music and support our art, um, buying our music, buying our, you know, merch, anything like that. So yeah, I'll take pics all day. I don't care. You know, I'll buy them a beer. I don't even give a shit. I'll give them one of my beers that I have in my cooler. You know, it's like that, you know, and I do that with anybody except for, you know, and they will always remember that too. You know, you get somebody who actually sit, you know, that you, you take the time and, and sit and chat with them. You take the time, do photos, buy shit for, buy a fucking drink for them. Have a, oh, have yeah. a drink, have your arm around and fucking take a picture. You know, like they, they will remember that shit to the day they die. And, yeah. and, you know, hey man, that's that's part of it. And if you can't be, you know, if you can't take that seriously, you know, then you, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> exactly. That's fucking right, um, Mike. Let me ask you this: so you, you kind of got into like uh, what were back in the day like? So you you were more of a like a heel guy or like the what they call the baby faces back then? Who were 
who was your favorite out of those groups um, as a kid? I, you know, I I definitely like the bad guys for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, when they when they switched over to the good guy, I was like, why? <laughs> you know, you were way better. Than that. Um, but you know, but that I can't say it's an exclusive, um, an exclusivity for that because you know there were guys that I did like that were you know I mean Hulk Hogan when he was a good guy I liked him I liked him when he was a bad guy but how do you not like Hulk, the Hulk? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> right. you know, there was plenty of guys like uh, you know. I mean, uh, good guys. Uh, well, Roddy Piper is a good example. When he was a good guy, he was a bad guy. Like he was in the between. He was, you know, how do you, how do you not like him in any phase that he was? You know, mm -hmm. um, you know. But I think of like, you know, I mean, there's some bad guys that I wasn't hot on. Like I remember, like when um, I think uh, uh, we were talking about this, Justin, about when Bruno Sammartino got um, Larry Zbysko had beat the, with the chair and. Yeah fucking guy's face open like why dude i remember blood it was a bloodbath and uh and i remember saying i you know what larry zabisco is a piece of shit like even <laughs> <as> a, <laughs> you know uh but that, i mean it's what they that's that's the role right that's what they're supposed to be doing yeah um but years later i mean i didn't like him i didn't like him when he was when he was uh adonis uh whatever whatever his name was i forget um beautiful adonis there or whatever he was who the zabisco Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of Adrian Adonis. Sorry. Adorable yeah. Adrian Adonis. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I didn't like him when he was a bad guy in his leather gear either. Yeah. You know, he was bad either. You know, he's one of the bad guys I wasn't hot on either, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Larry Zabisco was always one of those guys that that I he he just he played the role of the bad guy uh, early on very well. Like, he mm. was he was hated. And, uh, yeah, anyone in my, in my circle, anyone that, you know, I had friends that were into him, we all hated Larry Zabisco, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but then there was guys I liked, like uh, – you know, like Sergeant Slaughter. I appreciate a guy that'll split his face open yeah. all the time, constantly. You know, uh, Abdul the Butcher. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, man. How many times that guy rips his face open? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for that juice. Right? <laughs> He's got a quarter onto his forehead. Yeah, his fucking head was like a yeah. you could great cheese on his fucking head. And he oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> remember when he got, I don't know if you remember this, if you were watching then. Mike, this might have still been like early 90s. I want to say WCW. It was like the Chamber of Horrors match or some shit. I think uh, he got electrocuted. They had a fucking yeah. chair, an electric chair in the middle of the ring. And they hooked Abdullah up to it. And his big ass is like, blood streaming down his face. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah well, I, I appreciate the shit out of that. You know, yeah. George Animal Steel. Like, oh, wow, yeah. these guys were, I mean, this is like legendary stuff, you know? Like, it is. Guys who bleed like a motherfucker. Dusty Rhodes. How much time? How many times that guy? Oh. Let me tell you something about the American dream. <laughs> you can Son hit, of a plumber. <laughs> you can hit that dude with a pillow and he'd be busted open. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> could, that dude bled for days, man. Oh he my did a god. Though. Flair he too. Was a, he was a he was a walking bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Flair too. Yep. All those guys back in the day, though, and that's what was so great about, like, you know, I used to have a lot of those old magazines, too, Mike, uh, like old PWIs and The Wrestler and stuff. And, uh, man, I, I wish I still had them as well. I just – I love flipping through those pages, dude, and, like, all these dudes are big fucking hairy-ass 80s motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just covered in blood, dude. Like, totally. every other page was just a bloodbath, dude. I love that old-school shit, like that oh, brutal-ass shit. 
Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was nasty as hell. And I used to actually, in fact, I would look for the magazine because back then, I mean, there was I mean, we, we named two or three of them. But yeah. I mean, it was there was like a good like 10, 12 different wrestling magazines. Right. And I would I would look through and find the ones that had the most blood. <laughs> there you go. That was the one I, I was playing. As a kid, yeah. I was I would always look through the one that uh, would be the first first I'd look through Fangoria and then I would find the bloodiest wrestling <laughs> magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the yes, old school Fangorias were the best. They don't make those like they used to, man. No, nope. matter of fact, Fangoria, I believe, just came back. And I don't know if it's a actual physical publication. I know you can get it uh, digitally. Like, they brought back the website and shit. I oh, nice. And I just found this out like a year ago. I didn't know they went under, like, a few years back. Like, I didn't, I didn't either. Yeah, they weren't doing shit for a while. But, I mean, Crazy. you had magazines like Horror Hound and... Uh, there's some yep. other. There's like a million publications now that are copycat or whatever, you know. But Gord, uh, I think, was one too. I don't know if that's still around. But I thought there was one called Gord, probably or something. Yeah. It wasn't that popular, I don't think. But I thought I saw it or something like that. Well, see, and then, uh, Fangoria started to get a little stale, like towards the end. <laughs> but uh, I, I think the biggest um, thing with their downfall was, dude. It went from being like a five dollar fucking magazine to like twelve or thirteen, yeah. like a, like yeah. Guitar Worlds and shit did. It's like what the fuck, and then pretty soon it's like fifteen dollars. Like I'm not paying fifteen dollars for this shit, you know? I got no. the fucking internet. Exactly. Yeah, use that. Use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> You've seen enough. So. Mike, what's one of the most brutal matches you ever seen uh, live when you were going back in the day? Ooh. I'm sure there was ton- plenty out, you know, that East Coast hardcore back mm. in the day. You know, I don't, I don't remember. I know there was, there was, there was some fights that I had seen. Um, I do remember Snooker going at it with someone oh, yeah. and and his face being ripped open, and I. Fuck man, I don't remember if it I don't remember if it was Greg Greg the Hammer Valentine after that shit had taken place. Um, but he got split open again. I remember that. I remember both of them, whoever he was fighting, and I think it was Greg uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. And I, I think that they uh both the two of them were split open. Um <clears throat> I remember uh one of the um Snooker got fucked up, if I remember correctly. He because <laughs> he, he won. He always used to do the fucking flying thing, but he, yeah. he did the flying thing. He did it over the ropes at, at, um, at, I think it was Greg the Hammer. And uh, whenever he hit him, uh, they both fell down. But I remember him hitting like the, the metal grid that was uh, like keeping uh, the stanchions people yeah, away. Man. And he came up and he was fucking bleeding all over the place. Like, I remember that. That one's, that one's one that sticks to, sticks in my mind as, as being a bloody one. Most of the bloody ones I remember uh, are the ones like like Pat Patterson getting uh, Sergeant Slaughter ripping him fucking ripping him to shreds. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> one of the times he just oh my god man he he was he was like a pool of blood walking around in the um, <laughs> yeah live I don't uh, I actually you know what funny enough I'll tell you one that that uh, that I remember it wasn't even a wasn't even a wrestling match um, it was at the the old Boston Garden it's one of those auditorium places that was right up on top, you know, like it was, you know, how like the new stadiums are, they're really set back. Yeah. This one, you know, this was one of the old school ones, old, uh, you know, like Comiskey, kind of. right on like the, like, like the, yeah, like the forum, like any of these places. Right. And um, so 
but there was nothing to stop anyone if you fell off the top. Right, right, okay. right, right. Yeah. You yeah. fell off, you down, and we saw somebody in front of us, off to the side, fall from the fucking top and land on people. They didn't even know it was coming. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! They pulled like six, seven people out on fucking stretches, fucking oh, nowhere. Yeah, so that I remember being uh, being gory as fuck. Um, a couple times things fell. We were one time we were sitting there, and um, one of uh, one of my mother's friends uh, had a, a rat or a mouse or I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of vermin fell from the thing and landed in her hair. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was all sorts of entertainment outside of just the wrestling. Oh. <laughs> you see guys fighting outside. Probably like, more of a bloodbath there than oh, yeah. wrestle matches. But dude, I um, heard uh, stories of uh, like the old Comiskey Park where the White Sox used to play. Yes. Um, like Flair and those guys, Road Warriors, the NWA would come and do shows there all the time, man. And I heard like stories of, and that was like you said, because I remember going there as a kid and it just being so fucking steep. Like it was like, oh shit, you just kind of stand up and you didn't want to look over because it's like, God damn, dude, you're going to fuck. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, the horror stories I heard about people fucking chucking shit and just pissing out, like from the stands, like pissing on people and throwing mm. cups of piss and the fights yep. in the fucking parking lot and shit. I'm like, very Man. much so. Yeah. So you pay for tickets to go see the wrestling match and, and everything else around it was almost as good, if not better. It's funny, Mike, because I remember um, when we were talking before, you tell me uh, Snooker was actually one of your big guys that you really got into, right? Oh, I loved him. Yeah, I was a huge fan of uh, of uh, Snooker. Absolutely. Him, uh, him and Pedro Morales. Actually. Oh, nice. I think Pedro guys were my favorite. What's that? I think Pedro just passed not too long ago. Um, I think so, too. I think I heard that uh, as well, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. both of them. Um, you know, Snooker was... Snooker was facing uh, a murder trial for the death of yeah. his girlfriend. Crazy. And uh, I don't know if you've seen this or if you get uh, the Vice channel. I think it's, what is it, Vice Land? Right? Yeah, Vice. 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 They, they do a show. It's basically like a wrestling show meets true crime. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. Um, really great show, dude. They got Amazing. second season. They just did a story on Chris Benoit, um, New Jack. The first season, they had a great episode on Bruiser Brody. Um, the Von Erics, um, mm-hmm. but they're doing one this season on fucking Jimmy Snuka and that whole deal. Like his girlfriend, fucking what she she died somehow, and everybody thinks it was him. And back in the day, like nobody ever did shit. Like it was just kind of like, okay, this happened. I don't know if it was like a WWE cover up or whatever. I'm I'm really looking forward to tune in to that show to find out what happened. But it was enough for the authorities to reopen the case. And, you know, by at this time, you know, we're talking a couple of years ago, Snooker was old as fucking dirt, uh, had one foot in the grave basically. And, uh, man, dude, and he ended up dying. So they never proceeded, you know, with the trial or anything, but it's just, it's a fucked up story. You know I mean? And, yeah. and he was another guy that dude, all those guys back in the day, for the most part, if anybody had a crazy build, like a Hercules Hernandez, right, they were all juiced to the gills. And I'm sorry, right. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just stating the fucking obvious. Um, yeah. And Snooka was one of them because Snooka was awesome because of his aerial assault. 
And, you know, you got guys like Mick Foley, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, man, kind dude love, who was at Madison Square Garden, you know, seeing Snuka go off the top on the cage, which in turn inspired him, another, yeah. you know, pro wrestling Hall of Famer. But um, his body, dude, I mean, you got – you. it was that, but you were also impressed by the build of these guys. I mean, they're larger than life, like action heroes or comic book guys or whatever, and Snuka was always shredded, dude. That dude was always fucking jacked, man. Big time. Remember yeah, he was I, wasn't he? Didn't he have some other cases of like domestic abuse or something too? Like his whole career, I thought yeah. there was some, some shit that was going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what kind of started that uh sparked the uh, rumors of him killing his girlfriend is because history of domestic abuse and stuff. And I thought that she was reported or she was missing for a couple of days, and then it was reported by him or something. It was really strange circumstances surrounding wow. that. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, you you mentioned uh, uh, the Von Erichs. Didn't Kerry Von Erich? Didn't he shoot himself or something? Suicide. Yeah. Kerry, um, a lot I think, of them. Uh, David. David. Uh, did. Oh, David too. Well, I yeah. don't think David uh, killed himself intentionally. He he was in Japan and uh, he had taken some drugs and was yeah, drinking. Right. So I, I I think it was an unintentional overdose. But it just it sparked a fucking dude. That's like the most tragic story in professional wrestling is the Von Erics. There's like four brothers, yeah, that are yeah, fucking dead. And it's other than David, which I like. I said I can't confirm to you guys that that was intentional suicide. Um, they all committed suicide. Jesus yeah. Christ, Michael. Was there a Michael too? Michael Von Erich? I, I, I think. One? Yeah, yeah, really hmm. young one. I think yeah. he blew his brains out and. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's real fucking sad, man. I, the only one that's left is Kevin. Wow. And Kevin, and he's got his two boys, too, and they're wrestling in MLW yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. Sure. And they're they're awesome, man. They look really good. Um, what, what are their names again? Is it Ross and Marshall? Thank you, Ross and Marshall. Yeah. And I think uh I, th- I remember the Von Erics were fucking they kicked ass, man. Dude, back, oh, I'll tell you this though, because as hot. bad as badass as the fucking Von Erics were, who who I'm gonna quiz you real quick, Mike. Who the fuck was their um their antagonists that were even more badass? <laughs> and this used to this is a little hint I'll give to uh Threaten and Bodie. It used to be the the intro to our podcast. Yeah. I want to say, well, my, the Freebird, so Michael. Yeah, Hayes. there it yeah. is. So, so simple. So simple. Yeah. And uh, but there was another one too. Was it Jimmy Garvin or something? Uh, oh, Jimmy was- Garvin uh, with Precious. I, Jimmy Garvin and yeah, yeah. But he was. Yeah. I seem to remember him being with them too, or something. He was a, yeah. They were all pretty. Became, he became a free. He became a free bird. Yeah. Yeah. He did, huh? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Bam, bam, Terry Gordy, dude. No. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. You want to kick it back to the old school? Let's fucking oh, go. Yeah. Let's go down to fucking Texas. I know. Shred fucking <laughs> loves it. Let's get hot. Let's get bloody. Let's yeah, get right. juiced. My uh, oh. my mother and father used to go when, when they were uh, when they were young. They used to go uh, like my father was in the air force uh, when I was like one or two years old, mm-hmm. and so we we did the whole circuit down south. Um, and they uh, I don't know we were in New Mexico for a while or something. So they used to go to the matches uh, and they used to see that. My mother used to tell me Terry Funk, you know, you got to remember. Yeah. You know, was great back in the day. He was crazy. This guy would do anything. And then, of course, he made it, you know, I'd see him in the magazines and stuff. I never, never got to see him wrestle until he, he got to the WWF. Um, was the, actually the first time that I remember seeing him anyways. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, my mother used to talk about him, him being a, uh, an absolute bloodbath at these uh, wrestling matches, too. This guy would take a fucking beating. <laughs> oh, yeah, Terry. Um, 
Terry's great, man. He's a living legend. And it's cool because, uh, like, for me and Stratton, Terry, I mean, he's his family is from Hammond, Indiana, which is, like, oh. 15 minutes away. You know, and they uh, packed up, moved down to fucking Texas. And uh, it, it's just cool. There's actually a lot in Indiana. I've said this before. Um, we got quite a few legends that have come from the state. And it's weird because usually you think of Indiana, it's like, fuck it, <laughs> Michael Jackson or fucking, you know, <laughs> Rose or some shit, you know. But uh, Ultimate Warrior, you know, Mankind, uh, uh, Dick the Bruiser. Um, there, there's a laundry list of guys, man, yep. that come that had a lot of success uh, in the world professional wrestling. Um, but, I, no, when you, I was bringing up the Freebirds, dude, I fucking, and to this day, I just, I fucking love it. I can't get Michael P.S. Hayes fucking strut out of my head, dude. That big, he's all hairy as fuck, dude. He looks like somebody's fucking dad. He's getting up there, like, doing that strut, you know? He's <laughs> and killing the fucking Bad he's Street USA. As long as hair on his head, fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, that album, I fucking have the 7-inch single, dude. I bought it. I had to. Yes. I love Bad Street USA is my jam. Oh, dude. yeah, man. He it's fucking sang. I remember that. Wow. Yeah. They put out a DVD uh, about five, six years ago. Um, like It was like a behind the music on that. Yeah. And it had him involved. I got that. It's uh, back on Bad Street, dude. And oh, I was like, shit. I, was, I was fucking freaking out, dude. Because Michael P.S. Hayes, dude, he was, man, he was the shit. And I wish he would have had more. Kind of when he, he ended up joining WWF, he was kind of winding down, you know. Yeah. Um, but dude, you can't you can't top like that fucking Freebird Von Eric feud and all that mm-hmm. shit, man. That's just those were some really fucking good times. And uh, you know, like in today's wrestling, there there's some really good feuds and stuff going on. Um, like I said, today's athlete in the world of professional wrestling is there's no one better as far as professional sports or entertainment goes, because these guys are fucking doing, and it's not just like the blood or like the weapons, just death defying shit. Like this guy's doing a fucking 436 degree spin in midair outside of the fucking ring through some tables or barbed wire, or even, you know, even if it's just on some other guys, like today's professional wrestler is like the highest level caliber of athlete you can fucking ever see. And that's what, I think has really brought wrestling kind of back into the the spotlight um, with a lot of disenchanted uh, fans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because so I remember uh, back in the day, it used to only be guys like Tiger Mask. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 Tiger exactly. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, I mean, it's it catered more. Is you you're exactly right, man. It used to be like Vince McMahon's, you know, fuck these vanilla midgets. You know, your Hogan's, your Bundy's, your big guys, you know, but uh nowadays it's like your Daniel Bryan's, your Seth Rollins, your Kenny Omega's, Young Bucks, yeah. um in Dusty's son, Cody Rhodes, who isn't a uh he's not one of the more showy of uh caliber of wrestlers, but I mean his ability to storytell to put shit together just like his father because Dusty was so um, creative as far as these gimmick matches and, like, storytelling throughout the NWA and WCW and and into WWE and WWF. Um, And Cody's much the same way. He does have a slight aerial arsenal, but uh, just a great in-ring storyteller and outside the ring. Like, that's to me, that's what's really cool is I'm a big fan of, like, wrestling families, you know? Um, yep. same thing like in music, you know, we were talking, I think, uh, on JP dub, we kind of briefly tapped into like Zappa 
Um, you know, and I really yeah. got a deep, a deep appreciation for what Dweezil does for Frank's music, you know, and there's nobody else. I really think that could do it and do it justice yeah. like he does. And I feel the same way about like Cody and Dusty and, you know, you got uh, the Hart family, um, the Guerrero family. I mean, yeah. we could sit here and talk all day about fucking Eddie and Chavo. But, yeah, but what about Gory and Mondo, you know, yeah, and uh, Chavo Classic, you know, like mm. all pioneers, yeah. dude. And just these families, dude, the Anawaii family, where The Rock came from, you yep. know. And his dad, uh, Rocky Johnson, his grandfather, High Chief high Peter Maya. Yeah, yeah, High Priest. High Priest. <laughs> Disturbing the priest. (laughs) (laughs) Who was his grandfather? High Chief Chief. Peter Maivia. You know him. I'm sure you can. Wow. Okay. I didn't really put that together. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And and he's related to a lot of those Samoans, dude. The uh, Usos are part of that family, too. Usos, uh, Yokozuna. Nia Nia Jax. Yeah, Yokozuna. And Uh, then uh, with the... the wild hybrid, yeah, the hybrid caliber athlete, the athleticism. That just goes to show, like back in the day, how ahead of his time that the dynamite kid really was. Oh God, yeah. So, I mean, he just ushered in a lot of. You see a lot of him and a lot of today's athletes and a lot of today's wrestlers. Just uh, how they move in the ring, the psychology, and just how athletic they are. They're insane. Yeah, yeah. for for smaller guys. I mean, it, yeah, for smaller I mean, guys. We saw, we saw the dark side of the ring on Benoit, and they, you know, they pointed that out and like. Um, Harley Race <laughs> was telling another great classic. Harley, uh, Race. Harley Race, the king, man, yeah. he was the shit. Um, he pointed out to, uh, I think he told Dynamite, they were saying that yeah. dark side of the ring, like, don't do the headbutt, it'll fuck you up, you know. And then mm. Dynamite does the headbutt his whole career, ends up fucking in a wheelchair, you know. <laughs> I mean, but he was juicing too, but yeah, the head trauma. And then obviously, Dynamite tells Benoit that, and Benoit does it, and then loses his fucking mind, you know, God, like. Damn. It's just, it's crazy, man. But these were these smaller guys. That's what it took for them to get fucking over, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about guys like the Moon Dogs? Whatever happened to them? Oh, yeah. yeah the, the Moon Dogs. Dog. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> You're throwing some fucking. That's old a name I've heard in a while. Dude, I remember yeah. Lou Albano spitting on their bones yeah. and then yeah. licking it up. Lou Albano is a man. Dude, I miss the captain, dude. I fucking. I, do too. I remember. As a kid, just I loved him as a professional wrestling manager. And then once the rock and wrestling connection got going in the 80s, oh you know, he's in the Cindy Lauper videos. Then he's yeah. doing these. He's fucking Mario, you know, shit. You know, yeah. From side to side. Come on and do the Mario. Cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a great. character, dude. There's, dude it's, yeah. it's very hard to find good managers like uh, in today's wrestling. And, they're tr- and some companies are trying to bring them back. But the actual care, and there are a few, like Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar is yeah. by far the best thing going yep. in t- today. But And you have AEW, All Elite Wrestling, which is trying to establish more um, managers. Like Cody Rhodes is managed by Arn Anderson. You got Sean yep. Spears managed wow. by Tully Blanchard. Yep. Oh, um, yeah, okay. So yeah. they're bringing that back, and those are good characters, but they, they've had to settle into that role because they're age, you know, and they're not mm-hmm. wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about People who back in the day when you had your Mr. Fuji's, like you slick. had your yeah the yeah, slick the relevant slick. He smoked a crack rock and it come out <laughs> classy. A pencil neck geeks. I'm glad you brought that up, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's this fucking movie with uh, Freddie Blassie, and it's the last movie that Andy Kaufman did. It's my breakfast with uh, Blassie. <clears throat> 
excuse me, it's on, uh, there's this thing called Tubi. It's T-U-B-I. You can download it. It's like free. It's like Netflix. Um, it's on there. It's fucking great, dude. Seeing wow. Freddie Blassie and Andy Kaufman sit and have this dinner. And, dude, Andy Kaufman had this pension. Kaufman had this pension for making you uncomfortable kind of, you know, where you didn't know what, if it was a work or if it wasn't, you know, and that's exactly how this breakfast went. And it's fucking insane, dude. <laughs> like Freddie Blassie's like not wanting to shake people's hands. He's like talking yeah. shit, trying to eat my breakfast, you know, like a pencil neck geek. <laughs> <laughs> they had the wizard too. Yeah. man, Bobby, Bobby Heenan though, for me. Is, oh yeah. Man, dude, he's got to go down as the best. And he's another, yeah. I think he's another guy who he's like Chicago area uh, native. He was just, man, the guy was so quick witted and it didn't matter what role you put him in because he wrestled for a little bit too. And then, you know, as a manager, he would spend some time taking some bumps and, you know, putting on the weasel fucking outfit and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> but God damn, dude, there was nobody better. I remember like back in the day, um, in the early in mid nineties, they like John Madden had these like awards for uh, sports managers. And, and Bobby would always bring out this plaque. He's like, Oh, I won this like three or four years in the row or whatever. You know, John Madden thinks I'm the best fucking manager in all sports. And like, it, he was just, dude, his, his wit was so quick. Like him and gorilla monsoon, when he eased in the commentary as a color commentator, that was like some of the best shit. Like that's my childhood right there. The voice yep. of my childhood, you know, Crazy. um, Bobby was so fucking awesome, man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was spot on. So one liners just galore. I, yeah. I feel I feel like he had an encyclopedia encyclopedia of one liners that he had to yeah. use. Oh, out. dude. He did. Dude, it, it, was it was so great. He reminded me of like the wrestling uh Leslie Nielsen or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he would bump all over the place too, man. He'd take a good bump, you know? Oh, yeah. Just oh, people couldn't wait. People paid to come and see him get his ass kicked. So he, even though he was a heel, he would talk you into the door just to see you get yeah, get his hands on him just to beat the piss out of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Dude, but he managed, look at the Heenan family. Oh, I mean, oh he managed God. Andre, Mr. Perfect, fucking Bundy. ravishing Rick Rude, Bundy. Dude, the list goes on like, and on Haku. and on. Haku, yeah. Haku's yeah. legit, man. Motherfucker, like. You hear all these stories about he bit someone's nose off in a bar, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Haku was the don't, toughest don't son of a bitch ever. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah, says that too about Haku. Like you you toughest son of a bitch ever to live. Like he was legitimate tough guy, like mean as hell. Crazy. So, let me speaking of legitimacy, Mike, let me ask you this. When did and we we don't drop the F bomb out of respect for the boys in the business? Um but when did you kind of learn? And there's also another term in wrestling that's kayfabe. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, basically, like staying in character, like say, like your Bundy yeah. staying in heel, that's kayfabe, right? When did you become aware? Because there's a little bit, not much difference between us as far as age, but I mean, obviously, you were watching a little bit more earlier than I was. Um, when did you kind of get a hint, or was there people kind of? throwing shit at you because i've always said that like i feel like my generation was the last to really truly believe what was going on you know what i mean yeah um what was that like for you as a fan and when did you kind of like become aware of what was going on in terms of the the supposed fakeness of it uh yeah. you know, 
Yeah, you're you fucking dropping. Yeah. I tell him we don't <laughs> drop the f bombs, and he doesn't. No, sorry. Yeah, that f bomb. <laughs> I'm waiting for some fucking out of this. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's rewind that shit. Honestly, um, it, it, it took a long time. I mean, I thought you know for years it was it was you know, but I, I mean in all in all reality, like. When you had Geraldo Rivera do that 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 show, and then yeah. um, I think it was Greg DeHammer that fucking smashed it. No, it was Schiltz. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave Doctor Dave, Doctor Schiltz, yeah. yeah. And he fucking slapped the shit out of him, and you know, busted up his oh, ear yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's a lot to be said about. Okay, so if you're if you're going the uh, the f bomb route, you know, of 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 that. But these guys are still fucking athletes. So yeah. no matter what, at the end of the day, even if they might be talking to each other, I'm going to throw you up against this. Uh, all right. You know, telling each other where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. Still, these guys are the ones fucking being tossed around and fucking jumping and fighting and wrestling. Like, you know, they're out there for fucking some. I, I remember some of those matches being an hour long, man. Like, yeah. Uh, the day, they'd have an hour long match. Um so who's to say? I mean, could could I, you know, could I go out there for fucking ten minutes, man, and, and still be free? <laughs> I, me neither. Me neither, bro. I couldn't do it for fucking so, two minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's fine. It's entertainment. Okay, it's entertainment. But but I'll be damned if if I would go as far as to say that it's it's out outright bullshit because yeah. these guys are fucking athletes, man. And uh, I think anyone that that minimizes it is is a fool, you know. But I think in terms of I I remember seeing uh, I distinctly remember seeing guys talking to each other like yeah uh, they, they covered up a bit and you could see them talking to each other that's why i always that. thought they had long hair because he, he, the hair covers you up and it makes it yes. easier yep. that's a good Dude, uh, most fucking 90 99 percent of wrestlers have fucking long hair dude yeah especially mm-hmm. back in the day you know that's true absolutely yeah i mean it could you know could very well be and then i used to think uh, also when the guys would go they'd go under the mats and they'd have some shit under there. They cut themselves up. They come out <laughs> on the other side and they're oh, fucking yeah. eating and, you know, yeah. shit like that. I mean, you know, but I mean, it's, it is entertainment. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you can't take, take the athlete away from these people. You know, no. I mean, they fucking train their asses off. And yeah, you know, I think, I think, I think it's, it's a foolish comment to say out, outright that it's total bullshit. I, that right. I don't. By at all, storylines aside, it's 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 real. These guys are really doing it. You know? Yeah, I mean it's 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 stunts being performed live. Right. You know, I mean it's and you've seen a lot a lot of this crazy shit that's happened. Um, I mean, fuck, you know, and especially back when you were going, you you talk about these hour long Broadways, dude, and these bloodbaths. I mean, go ahead, talk shit to some of these dudes, you know, and see what happens. But Damn I, right. it's good to hear, like, from you and another opinion that. Um, so you knew what it was, but did that – it didn't seem like it really affected you as far as enjoying the product or anything like that? No, no, I just I just grew out of it over time is really what, what happened, you know. What would you say? My you brother said? started watching it. And my brother's 10 years younger than me um, when he started watching it. So let's say he was t- – you know, by the, let's say by the time I was – I don't know, 18, 19, somewhere in that range maybe. Yeah, somewhere probably in that range I, I stopped watching it. After the big WrestleManias, after, you know, after uh, probably after, like, the last thing I really, really remember, like, that I watched was um, Hulk Hogan against Andre. And I don't remember when when that was. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. That so was. that was a long time ago. Yeah. We're talking the 80s. That was probably in the 80s. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, it, the 80s. Yeah, because, it, I, you know, 80, so 89, I would have been, I would have been 18. 
So it was around then that I kind of pulled away from it. But I think I pulled away mostly because I was just, I was out, you know, drinking and trying to find chicks. I didn't need to see fucking macho men fucking running around on us. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, no, don't like, tell me you're talking some shit now yeah <laughs> where's the snake <laughs> oh, see i like macho man actually um, macho man's great you know so, but every, my brother was watching it like guerrero and all those guys like i mean i remember all that you know um i, I can't say i was watching it but i i definitely had seen enough to see uh you know triple x and any of those guys i mean you know that whole that whole crew right there was it, I was out of it by then, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I was out of it, but but I, you know, my brother was watching it, so I mean, of course, I'd catch it and stuff. Yeah, did you ever but catch any? Now, you ever catch any ECW? Now, I think I, I think you, with all the blood know. and shit, the blood and guts that you've seen, I think that's a promotion um, that you really could have got into. And there's, dude, it's so cool too because, like we, you know, I always talk about these parallels with you know metal and pro wrestling. Um, a guy by the name of Jerry Lynn was a, a wrestler for ECW. And I remember, dude, he'd come out wearing dying fetus shirts and shit. Oh, and shit. Like, okay. A fucking yeah. metal dude. And you want to talk blood yeah. and fucking guts? Dude, it don't get more blood and guts than fucking ECW. Ooh, Terry man. Funk wrestled for him. There was a lot of guys, dude. Okay. Uh, barbed wire rope matches and shit. Fucking oh, explosives, yeah, okay. dude. Yeah. Man, dude. That's why I, I gave you my login for uh, – the network, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. You you got to get on there and look up some ECW shit, dude. Because right, cool. th- that's that's like some of the shit I was watching in the '90s, dude. <laughs> that was that was fucking punk rock and brutality yeah, for me, was, dude. That was like the underground grindcore of like wrestling back then. <laughs> oh, dude, straight <laughs> up, straight no up. No fucks dude. given, man. Just who was it? Balls, dude. Balls, Ma- Balls Mahoney was coming out wearing immolation shirts. Yeah, and he was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I was like, fuck it, dude. These dudes are into metal and shit. They're doing brutal ass stuff, like brutal wrestling. It's it's badass. Yeah, hell yeah. Surprise is not more of a a combination of uh of 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 metal with with wrestling. I mean it it you know it's it's similar in the sense of fans, at least in my, in my perception it would be, anyways. Maybe well, yeah. I'm guys like us, and we've yeah. had uh you know, we've had some guys on um that represent uh at shout to Tony Weinbender from Fest Wrestling in Tampa, Florida. They were actually, before this whole COVID-19 thing was going down, during WrestleMania weekend, this past weekend, they had a show, Mike, booked. It was uh, Municipal Waste, um, Obituary, uh, and who else? Who else? Nasty Savage. And then, like, uh, with followed by a fucking, or I don't know how exactly, I can't remember how they were working out, but it was a wrestling show with those guys, you know? Oh, that's awesome. And I well, think wasn't Ronnie uh, Savage uh, a wrestler back in the day or something? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a motherfucker too, from what I've heard. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. Well, like uh, at the uh, Heavy MTL um, for like three, three or four years, maybe in a row, they had uh, a wrestling. I mean, it was just like local wrestlers, I, I suppose. But uh, but they actually had a wrestling ring set, set up and uh, in between the stages, and people could go watch these guys just fucking go at it and shit. It was pretty cool, actually. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, no, cool. I mean, it wasn't, like, you know, well-known names, or at least names I didn't know. It was it was definitely not a, uh, you know, it wasn't put on by WWE or anything like that. It was just local mm-hmm. guys, I think. But uh, but these guys would fucking throw each other around pretty, uh, pretty seriously. It was not uh, – <laughs> yeah, I mean, they weren't uh, – 
you know. <laughs> they were rolling around like soccer players, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Fuck them soccer players. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been in Shane's ear about doing that for full terror assault, having some wrestling out there, man. I've talked awesome. to him too about it, man. Yeah. And, uh what was the year we played uh Hansel Trick. So a couple yeah, years ago, I was like I was like, hey man, like, dude, you you should do this shit. Like, I know some cats, like, oh, well, you know, yeah, we'll see. I think it was just like maybe they don't really like wrestling or one of the guys didn't or something. But it, it's cool. It, it draws, man. It draws, especially when oh, you get yeah. some good good names attached. And uh, Mike, that's what's cool about the indie scene now is like nowadays you don't have to be in WWE to make money and to no. make good fucking money. You know, like the indies are flooded with talent right now. And there is some very fucking creative people um, like Warhorse, a guy that uh, we're all three really big on on this show. He's, he's a fucking metal dude. You know, he's like he comes out to fucking the Four Horsemen by Metallica. And awesome. dude, he's nice. just he's all about fucking metal, like old school metal and shit. Yep. And uh, you got guys like Dan Housen, who's basically like the fucking demon from uh, what is it? Uh, Sretton. No, Suratu. He's like the exorcist demon or something. Yeah, yeah, the the devil from the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's just, it's a funny kind of comedic gimmick. He even does like the Pee Wee Herman fucking dance on the ring apron (laughs) and he's kicking people's ass. But it's it's entertaining, you know, and there's a lot of these fucking guys and girls out there, man. That's like, it's like, wow, man, because I can go to Chicago or I can go to Crown Point, which is right in my backyard, and see this shit. And then, you know what, a month later, maybe even a week later, these guys are end up end up being in WWE or AEW or you know NWA. Impact, yeah. Any of these big televised promotions, man. Like that's how stacked the indie fucking talent is. And you're up in Montreal, right? Yeah. I mean, dude, we talked to a lot of motherfuckers up there uh, in Canada, dude. You guys up there are flooded with talent. You know, big time. Uh, yeah, there is. Um, there's a guy I knew. Um, PCO, our homie. I don't remember his last name, but he had he had some wrestling wrestling thing going. He was he was one of the top guys in this wrestling division. I don't know, I forget the name of who they were, but but they had uh, they had people coming out, man. I mean, they had you know, I mean, they were they were wherever they were doing these, they were doing you know, smaller smaller venues, but they were still packing the place. I remember him saying that they had uh, you know a thousand people coming out to these fucking wrestling matches. And oh yeah, and that's like what, what we have out here. And dude, I'm telling you, it's like a fucking rock show, man. You go. Um, you you party, dude. You, you hang out with some cool fucking people. Now, granted, there's yep. some there's some twigs in the fucking pile, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, there's a lot of really cool people, man. You go, you hang out, you fucking have a few of these, maybe a little RBD four twenty, Rudy two two, and, and just hang out and have a fucking blast, dude. And it just it reminds me of like I, that's how I get like my metal fix almost, you know. Like if I'm not playing a show or I'm at like a fest or something I'm going to these wrestling shows and doing my thing with the show with these fucking assholes. And uh, it, it's a good time, man. It, we have a great fucking time. It's like a party, man. And and and, and it's like that. It, two, three hours, sometimes even longer. It, it's just over before you know it. It's like yeah. so much and it's so fun. That's how you know you had a fucking blast. You know, yeah. you're there for three, four hours, but it's like, man, it's over already. Like, <laughs> it's like 20 minutes. Like, uh, one more, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does. It does remind me of uh, everyone off like two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely reminds me of going to fest or playing at fest and stuff too. Like, 
hanging out, you see wrestlers or you see people that are in the industry that you've met before and talked to. So it's like, you know, it's like a reunion of sorts. So it's yeah. really fun. And then, yeah, like Justin said, it's over before you know, it and it sucks. It's like, man, when's the next one? And I wish I could make more with these guys. And sometimes I can't, you know, but it is, it's really fun um, to go out to these shows and stuff. And um, Mike, uh, I know Justin mentioned ECW. I think another one you would like that's current times out of New Jersey is GCW game changer wrestling. They do a lot of hardcore stuff too. So blood yeah, blood and guts and, a lot of guys that come out of there, I think we've met a couple times too. So, well, there was maybe you guys could steer me in the right direction. I'd seen something. It was like it, it's almost like backyard. It's all it's all these events that are held out in like fields. I don't know who it is. <laughs> it's not ICP though. They have fucking like hundreds of people that go out to these things, uh, and it's just a fucking bloodbath, man. I mean, they've yeah. got fucking some guy was like buried alive almost. Like they like. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know who it is. I don't know what this is. But Probably Schlack. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys, dude, they fucking throwing each other through windows and yeah. glass and, like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. It sounds like GCW or CZW. Like, they do that a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I do like that shit. Crazy, well, I, crazy you know what? I, think, I, I think wrestling has proven one thing. And uh, like metal, uh, it is here to fucking stay. Like, uh, yeah. not uh, – you know, you're you're not going to get rid of it. <laughs> That's no. for sure. Uh, not that you should. You know, obviously, but uh, but I, I don't. I think it's made itself a perfect uh, position to uh, continue forward uh, for a very 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 long time. Yeah. Very sure. wise words. And speaking of continuing forward, I believe our very very intelligent producer has cooked up a little concoction for us tonight on a very special episode 101. Sretton, take the floor. <laughs> Do you want to end the show, or do you want to save this, or do you want to do this? No, we're going to fucking do it now. All I right. just segue, Jay, and then you're going to ask me. That's not how it works. Come on, you bastard. I, I gave it the gap. I'll edit it. I'll, I'll, give, you a, I'll give you a gate. Uh-uh. Finger him. <laughs> All right. So this is 10 questions. It's a competition. Now, traditionally, certain people always win, and certain people always lose. <laughs> so we might keep with tradition. Anyways. Fucking asshole. Justin will probably lose. All right. <laughs> it's a set of three questions each. Ready? Uh, you each get one for each round. Yeah. All right. It's not too hard. I'll talk you through it. Ready? First round, true and false. I'm going to start with Bodie. Uh, right off the bat, this question is shit. Ready? <laughs> true and false. True. Notice the barber beefcake's original gimmick was Chuck the Human Wood Chewing Woodchuck. False. That is correct. Oh, I would have said true. I think, I think I would have been happier if it was wrong because I'd have been like, dude, I gotta go see that now. Is it about wrong? Wallace. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. True or false? False. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's original catchphrase was Bitch. <laughs> that is <laughs> false. I'm super proud of that question because you'd say ho, you know, ho. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Mike, ready? True, false. Hulk Hogan was bullied in middle school for being skinny and he had the nickname Toilet Boleo. I'm going to say fucking true. That is not true. That is also false. They were all false because I'm a dirty liar. Oh! Fuck. 
I thought that was true too. Hulk Hogan, Boleo. Hulk Hogan. I'm gonna get a fucking call from Hulk Hogan now. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> he was actually a he was actually a really chunky kid, and he got bullied because he was fat. Really? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, and then uh, he got tired of it, and he started running stairs and working out and stuff. And hey, listen, I uh, like, have a tiger by yep. Survivor. He did. <laughs> by the time he was 17, brother. Oh, oh. <laughs> 24 inch pythons. Like superstar. Yep. All right. So it's pythons. one, one to zero. It's time Fuck. for the lead. <laughs> Second round. This is all about finishers. Yeah. Each one of you going to get a wrestler. <laughs> I'm going to name a bunch of finishing moves. Yeah. Just name the one that's their finishing move. But wait till I finish listing them. All right. There's also a pattern. Uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Uh, Bodie, you're first. All right. Your wrestler is the ultimate warrior. Which of the following is his finish move? Also, I did the research. I know jack shit about wrestling. There's a chance I got some of these wrong. <laughs> don't lose it. We'll tell you, don't worry. The ultimate warrior, ready. His finishing ready. move was the gorilla power slam, the giraffe front axe kick, the rhino charge tummy tickle, or the bear bear chest slam. That'd be the gorilla gorilla press slam. Congratulations, you get a point. <laughs> the tummy is gonna quit the show. Yeah. <laughs> The tummy tickle. The tummy <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Me too. You ready to play tummy sticks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wallace, you ready? Your wrestler yes. is Rick Rude. Was his finishing move the Rude Awakening, the double knuckle nut tap, the super heterosexual kiss of death, or the DD? D T. Oh, I'll take Rude Awakening. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Did you get the pattern, Mike. I got it. Yeah, it's always the first one. <laughs> I got it. All right, Mike. Your Wait wrestler is George the Animal Steel. Sum up here. He's fucking giving him a hint. Is his finishing move the Flying Hammerlock, the Mach Three Turbo Back Slam? The rack on a bed of shoulder hair? The one big fat hairy belly to belly slam. <laughs> the, the flying fucking arm thing, the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since that was round two, that uh was worth two points. So now, and for you two, it was worth one. So it is a tie game. It's two to two to two. Oh. I like, I like. I feel I like fucking coming on. always finds a way to juice the juice round three there's only four rounds round three i'm gonna name a wrestling promotion you're gonna tell me which of these wrestles did not wrestle for that promotion each promotion has multiple wrestlers that are and are not so all you got to do is name one bodie you ready yep your promotion is the wwf Ooh. Which one of these wrestlers did not wrestle for that promotion? Was it Bam Bam Bigelow, Jesse the Body Ventura, Dog the Bounty Hunter, Andre the Giant, Dusty Rhodes, Dolph Square Ass, Randy Macho Man Savage, Triple F, Fuckface Fred. 
Which one did not? Yeah, which of those did not wrestle for the WWF? A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to name as one. Don uh, the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> that's that motherfucker should have, though. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> he looked like DDP. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd, have been, he'd have been asking people for their hall pass. <laughs> you ever seen his uh, wife on South Park when they made fun of him? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see your fucking face. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cartman was Dog the Bounty Hunter, too. Right. Is he like Michael Hayes' brother or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's ready. Yes. Fire. Your promotion is the WCW. Ooh. Which one of these wrestlers did not wrestle for WCW? Yes. Was it Hulk Hogan, Buff Bagwell, Scott Bakula, Trent Milk Tits, Scott, the Big Booty Daddy Steiner, your mama, or Diamond Dallas <laughs> Page? <laughs> I want to go with yo mama. Yo that mama. Is that is cool. <laughs> I'm surprised they got that right because Vince Russo was doing some real fucked up the shit. Yeah. There could have been room. There could have been milk toast tits or whatever you call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Vince Russo and his big bag of gimmicks. Yeah. Okay. And bad story writing. Mike, you ready? Your I promotion am- is the NWA. Which one of these wrestlers did not wrestle for the NWA? Ric Flair. Doug from accounting, Dusty <laughs> Rhodes, Dead Tooth Brad Smasham, Leroy Brown, Austin Idol, or Chris Fuck. <laughs> Let's go with Chris Fuck. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost rolled out of my chair. Uh, Congratulations. <coughs> this game is still tied. Last round. Okay. This is a tricky one. This is where we find out how dirty of a, a game master I am. Ooh. Uh, you only have to answer one question. You have three seconds to answer it. If you don't, if you don't answer it, you get no points. And it's you just have to answer it. Ready, buddy? Yes. Personally, what is your favorite finishing move? Three. The burning hammer. That is correct. That was the burning cock, but one of Yeah, that's you, the burning hurt. <laughs> that question was worth 99 points. Congratulations. Why? You have 101 points, 102 points. All right. Wallace, you ready? Yes. What is your personal favorite finisher? Stone Cold Stunner. That is correct. Yeah. Based on my game mathematics, that question was worth 35 points. So you now have 38. So it's 102 to 38. Are you ready, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is your favorite finishing move? Three. The lariat. That is correct. Ooh. Mike, that question was worth 102 points. So, oh. congratulations. You oh. are the winner of our game. We thank you for playing. The prize is a hollow feeling for doing this show for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! That's... Thanks for humoring me, guys. That was fun for me. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for uh, sticking up my rectum one right one more time. Yeah, you're old for like seventeen. I know. Oh, I lost a uh, I lost the Jake the Snake pop figure because of it. Because of the... <laughs> oh no. Yep. That was yeah, your fault. I was like, uh, don't wager that because I'm gonna make sure you lose. 
He never said any of this shit to me. See, <laughs> he, was keep, he was keeping kayfabe, you know. He, right? He's just fucking, he's working me all the time. That's a shoot. What a piece <laughs> of shit. Right? Well, everybody, um, this is where we come to the end, where we get our final thoughts in, so to speak. Um, Bodie, let everybody know what's going on in your world, and where can they find you and your band at real quick? Uh, well... Uh, band of sexual atrocities we're supposed to hit the studio in a couple of weeks we don't know what's going on with that uh because of the whole situation going down right now so it's up in the air but we are still still writing we got a new album coming out uh hit us up on facebook at the official sexual atrocities you can find us there um go on there and just leave us your dirty thoughts please because we love it all and we'll probably use it as a song title and or album because we're like that um and yeah that's about it going on here Nice. And uh, last but not least, Fred, we don't care. You're not doing anything. You're, you know, <laughs> fucking listen to Dave Matthews. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> um, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, I know this Friday the album drops, uh, your guys' debut album. I'm really pumped to hear the whole record, man, because the three songs you guys got out right now are fucking really killer, dude. I, I love it's. It really puts an atmosphere in your head and keeps uh, – it's just brutal, dude. It's got that it's, dark atmosphere to it, man. It's fucking, it's great. You got guys like Luke LeMay uh, and Lord awesome. Worm guest starring on your fucking album. Um, so let everybody know where they can find you and the Kyrian at. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, first off, uh, it's supposed to be released this Friday, but now we're running into the same situation. We don't know if it's going to actually be released uh, uh, due to this horse shit that's going on. So, uh, so we'll obviously keep people posted. You can buy the digital copy though, for sure. By, uh, on, on, uh, this Friday, uh, on, uh, curian.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook, Michael DeSalvo, if you want to, you know, I, I answer everyone on there. So if uh, somebody wants to reach me through there, but, uh, we're hoping, um, actually on decibel, uh, I think either Thursday, I think it's Thursday, decibel, decibel.com. They're going to play the full album. Oh, yeah. Uh, exclusive. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know what time, but uh, but that's that's actually going to happen uh, uh, Thursday, I believe. So yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be ready to roll by Friday. But it's it's a possibility that it might be uh, might be held back for a bit. That's all right. You know, I mean, it, physical copies. It, hey, as long as you got digital to download, that's, right. that's all. That's all you fucking need until everything is copacetic and you can yeah. send some mailers out. You know, that's it. Yeah. So. yeah. If, awesome. if they if they prolong the digital shit, I'm gonna be really pissed, man. No, well, Mike, uh, thank you so much for coming on again. It was a blast to talk fucking wrestling with you, brother. Awesome. Um, thank you. Uh, kudos to you and fucking on everything you're doing right now with the band. Uh, one of my favorite people to talk to now, and uh, I hope that you know maybe you'd want to come back sometime. I would love to anytime, anytime. No, Honestly, yeah. uh, great time. Thanks, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, for sure, man, drop me a line anytime, guys. Fuck yeah. And for everybody out there listening, uh, thank you guys so much. We just reached over a 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, which you can hit up at jpdub.com. We're available every Wednesday with new episodes on any podcasting platform. And you can go back and find past episodes like the one with Mike DeSalvo. Uh, hit up the JP Dub podcast, which is our sister podcast. For people who are into things outside of pro wrestling, like metal and all kinds of fucking creative shit, arts, entertainment, horror, movies, all that crazy stuff. We fucking love interacting with you guys. We love hearing what you have to say. 
And uh, if you don't like what we got to say, well, then, you know, who fucking cares? Here's to you. Here's to you. Until next time, everybody, we love you. We got to wet them up. Wet them up. Wet them up. Wet them up. I'm so fucking wet. It's fucking crazy. Fucking buy the album. You gonna do sex to me?